Hello, welcome to the Smarticle Podcast. Each day on the show, we take an interesting idea or topic and dissect it. All we ask of you is that you give us 15 minutes so that we can entertain you. And maybe, just maybe, you might learn something new. Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast. We're going to talk about the general, but first, let's take five seconds. Okay, Brandon, here's the headline coming from ESPN.com. Jay Billis, I like the Bob Knight I knew. This is uh, this is uh, for people of a certain era, Brandon. Uh, we'll get into that in a second. Yeah, I'm not going to give Jay Billis a woke. I, I love Jay Billis. I'm an unabashed Jay Billis fan. He's a lawyer. He was an All-American basketball player. Dude's just great. I love what he says. I love what he writes. He's of my generation, so we probably think a lot alike. But he's just, I loved this article, by the way. Lot to talk about tonight. I'm going to try to make this as short as possible. Bob Knight, who died last week at the age of 83, was an indelible, left an indelible mark on the sport of basketball and the American sports culture and always did so on his own terms, his own way, without explanation or apology. He was the most successful, respected, influential, and powerful coach of his era and beyond. He was also the most controversial, criticized, and feared coach of his time. So, Brandon, my kids have no idea who Bob Knight is. My wife probably has no who Bob Knight is. Uh, he mainly coached for Indiana for 29 years. He wore a red sweater. He had a hot temper. He won three national championships for the Hoosiers. In 1976, he led his team to the last undefeated college basketball team, 32-0. and Probably will never happen again. Probably never going to happen again. He eventually got fired from Indiana when a video leaked that showed him choking one of his players at practice. Yeah, with full MMA on a player. He mostly sounds like a bad guy, but he loved his players, made sure they all graduated, he took care of them. He's a dinosaur. A coach can no longer, in this day and age, act like Bob Knight. Here's my, I don't even know where to begin with him, but here's what <laughs> I would say. Would you want your kid to go play for Bob Knight? That is a really great question. I was unprepared for you asking me that question. I think in this day and age, I would say no. Mm. If it was Ooh. if it was when I was growing up, the expectations were different. And I don't mean better. I just mean different. I think that if I'd have played for – I did well for a coach like Bobby Knight. Like, I liked the expectation. I liked a dude that was going to kick you in the nuts when you didn't do it right. But I could see people – I could see some athletes, which is exactly what happened to him. Some athletes were like, hey, dude, this guy's abusive. I think with the transfer portal with everything, I don't think Bobby Knight could ever be. But I would like to play for him. I don't know if I would let my own child play for him. I know that doesn't make any sense, but that's the way I think about it. He really is a, I don't know, modern day. He, he's a dinosaur. He is a relic. Yeah. There will no, like you cannot treat human beings in the public eye like he did and get away with it in this day and age. In anything, you CEO, coach, teacher, you cannot do it. So I'm going to drop into this uh, show right here. He basically, he was secretly recorded at the halftime of a basketball game. It's a little bit long. It's about a minute, but it uh, sums up Bobby Knight to anybody that didn't know him. A lot of swear words in it, but it is amazing. And it just shows you what kind of competitor this dude was. So uh, I will drop that in. Want to play? Then I'm getting the f out of here. I mean, if you're not going to recover Greg Graham, if you're just going to let him drive by it, if the rest of you are going to let him catch the ball outside the three-second lane and drive all the way in here without one guy challenging him, then I'm leaving and you 
fucking guys will run till you can't even suffer. Now, hey, I'm tired of this shit. I'm sick and fucking tired of an eight and ten record. I'm fucking tired of losing to Purdue. I'm not here to fuck around this week. Now, you may be, but I'm not. Now, I'm going to fucking guarantee you that if we don't play up there Monday night, you aren't going to believe the next four fucking days. Now, I am not here to get my ass beat on Monday. Now, you better fucking understand that right now. This is absolute fucking bullshit. Now, I'll fucking run your ass right into the ground. I mean, I'll fucking run you. You'll think last night was a fucking picnic. I had to sit around for a fucking year with an 8 and 10 record in this fucking league. And I mean, you will not put me in that fucking position again. Or you will goddamn pay for it like you can't fucking believe. Now, you better get your head out of your ass. Dude, that is exactly what that dude was like. Yeah, and so I the world is full of different types of people. And yeah. I too had a football coach. I was never very good, but I had a football coach who would MF you, put a lot of pressure on you, made the stakes very high. And you know what? I really appreciated it because in life you're gonna have high pressure situations. And are you gonna take things personal? Are you gonna persevere? Are you going to just keep moving? And I appreciate it in high school having a hard ass in my life because I know how to deal with it later on in life. Yeah, I had a coach who was the most important coach I've ever had, my high school football coach. He grabbed me and threw me up against the wall when I was like a junior because he, I mean, Can you imagine put that? hands on me and that slammed guy's going me to jail today. Absolutely. He would be fired in a heartbeat. But it was uh, it was one of the most important things that ever happened to me. He woke me up. He was not a violent guy. He wasn't one of those dudes that swore at practice. He was a pretty mellow dude. I was being a complete dick. And he understood that I had a chance to get out of this small little town that I grew up in. He saw the potential in me before anybody else saw the potential in me. And he's like, if you keep doing this, you're not getting out of here. And he wanted to put a hard stop to that. I think that's... Uh, uh, the style of Bobby. Now, I do I think that we should be slamming kids up against the wall? No, but I think that something was lost when the people like Bobby Knight were removed from the game. I really do. So, what? How do coaches reach kids like you now in this day and age that need that hard love? You know, I don't know if they do anymore. I, I really don't. I think that it's such a it's such a weird world. Sports in general is weird. All parents think their kid's going to play in the oh. NBA or going to be in the NFL or whatever. So there's a bizarre, unrealistic expectation. I'm coaching my daughter's first and second grade basketball team, and I've got people already be like, hey, you know, I want to make sure we get enough playing time. I'm like, your kid's seven, and they can't even barely walk and chew gum, and you're talking to me about playing time? Let's just, how about we teach them how to do a bounce pass first? But So I, th I think we just live in a different era and I like that article that Jay Billis said that he said, look, a lot of people didn't like Bobby Knight. If you ask a lot of people, there's really no black or white on Bobby. You either are on one side or the other. There was a great documentary about Bobby Knight, about leaving Indiana. And it was pretty clear that dude ran it like a dictator. But I didn't paint him in a very rosy light. He treated people poorly. But he also, in this article by Billis, he talks about the fact of how many good things he did for people. I love the way he wanted to live his life. He was just a unique dude. He raised a lot of money for the school. Mm -hmm. He made sure all of his players not only graduated, had good grades, went to class. You know, we're all paradox. I want to pay Bobby Knight as a bastard. 
But he had his moments where he did have a good side and did, in his own way, make the world a better place. Would you let your sons play for Bobby Knight? That's a great question. It's almost like you, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, listen, for the record, Coach K, Krzyzewski, maybe people know who that right. is. He's a large MFer and a hard guy. He kind of comes off as more rosy, but he's in the Bob Knight school. Oh, yeah. he He's up people's butts. He played for Bobby Knight. Yeah, I mean, he, he comes from that same tree. Absolutely. And I, I think there is something about it's a new era, and we got to treat athletes a little bit differently. But I do think that you look at Nick Saban at Alabama. Now, again, he's an older coach and everything. But, man, dude, it is his way or the highway. I love what he said about Bobby Knight and these sort of autocratic coaches. Bobby Knight, he said, if he didn't care about it, he let the players decide. But if he cared about it, it was Bobby's way. So, like, if they, if they said, where was the team meal going to be? Bobby's like, I don't care. The players would choose. But if it was, like, something he cared about, it was his way. So that autocratic style of leadership, it just doesn't fly anymore, especially with millennials and Gen Zs and Gen Alpha. But listen, I compl- Nick Saban's a great comparison. He has adapted. That dude's like eight, he's late 70s. 73, right? He's adapted. He is an absolute autocrat. Nothing happens to Alabama football without his okay. Yet he's somewhat pleasant with the media, understands the game. All these young kids want to come play for him. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference between him and Bobby Knight? Yeah, I I mean, obviously there's personality types. I mean, I think Bobby Knight was, when you read this, and I, I a lot of people I'm sure that listen to this show don't really read the articles. I highly recommend clicking that link to read this yeah. article because it's, no, but seriously, because it it lays out Bobby Knight in a, in a human way that you can't understand unless you sort of read about the different nuances of his life. So I think that he was an enigma wrapped in a mystery in many ways. I mean, he probably was a guy. I think I'll be honest with you. If I played golf with Bobby Knight, and hung out with him, I think I would have really liked him. I'm just saying. If you won three college basketball championships in the '70s yeah. in Indiana, where basketball was right in theory created, you would be hailed as a king for sure. You, you get you got away with whatever you wanted. Right. And my, I think it just went to his head that he could do whatever he wanted, and nobody could touch him. And that's where the when you when you get into that mode where you're you think you're untouchable, that's when life tends to start going the wrong way. Well, that's the danger of of that conflict, right? Is where when somebody thinks they can do whatever yeah. they want, whenever they want. We're in that morass right now with our president, our ex president. He thinks he could do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. He had that idea. It's like, well, no, you can't just do whatever you want, whenever you want, no matter who you are. So he almost did whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted. The, the point of the article was Billis was saying, look, I'm I'm not going to try to explain to you why I like Bobby Knight because I get all the downside of it. I get all the negative detractors. And I think to sum it up, it's what you said. We're all a paradox. You've said it a million times. People love me and they hate me. There oh, is there is, there is kind of no way around it. Either you like me or you don't. I feel like I got some more nuance than you do, but you are true. Like people love you. Hey, you don't meet, you don't walk in a room and go like, oh, who was that? They're like, oh no, that was Brandon. Yeah. They, that's a great analogy. Bob Knight probably walked into him. Yeah. And I think that if people knew me and, and understood me, they would say, look, I don't, I don't have ill will against anybody, but I also look at things differently than a lot of people do. And I believe that too many times people will err on the side of, oh, I just want everybody to get along and I just want to be, and that's not my personality type. 
I, I'm not afraid of conflict, and it's okay. He said one thing in this article that I thought was really interesting. He said, Bobby Knight did not have a problem if you disagreed with him. He, he just didn't, and he was okay with the fact that you would say that's wrong. He still believed what he believed, but he was okay with you disagreeing with him. I think that, in, in a way, that's kind of how I view it. Like, we don't have to agree. I'm glad you said that, because you're an Enneagram 8, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are afraid of uh, Enneagram 8s. Bob Knight was probably one of those, was not afraid to walk in a room and stir things up. The world needs people. I always say, if you don't have an Enneagram 8 in your life, you are losing out. I am very lucky that you come in and rattle my cages, because not a lot of people do that in this world. Well, and I think that it's one of those things where it's it's curse too. I think a lot oh, of people of that are true Enneagram eights, if they're sensitive at all, if they're caring at all, you you take a lot of hits from being the. I take a lot of hits from people about it, and you know I was looking well at deserved it, most of them, but probably most likely. But I also think there's a lot of people that like to take pot shots because they're not they are not confrontational at all, and so they'd rather sit back. You know, kind of bing, bing over. And I think that was like Bobby Knight. But Bobby Knight was the guy that was like, I can do, I can't do whatever I want. Bobby Knight could. Yeah. And that's a shame. And I'm, listen, I love that we get, we, we always get a lot of, when we talk about the obits, people dying. Bob Knight was certainly, I'm sure our, uh, all of our Zoomers turned us off a while ago. <laughs> but Bob Knight, my childhood growing up, I mean, he was larger than life. All right, Larry. Well, thank you for teaching me and the world about the great Bobby Knight. 